You're gonna hear me eating. It's gonna be some ice cream, by the way. Oh yeah, I saw you. Uh, you got that uh, vegan ice cream. Yeah, fancy. It's fucking delicious. Is it overpriced? Slightly. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I haven't bought ice cream in probably. I haven't eaten or therefore bought ice cream probably in like four to five years. So I don't know what the going rate of a pint of ice cream is. I gotcha. Anyway. But it's delicious. It's cookie and cookies and cream, dude. Nice. Do you have a favorite flavor of ice cream? Uh, you strike me as a, a Rocky Road person. I'm not a Rocky Road oh, guy. Wow. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of chocolate ice cream. Hmm. Um. But I can do like my my go to is usually like chocolate chip cookie dough. It's a good one. You know what I don't get? Mint chocolate chip. I, I hate mint chocolate chip. I don't get it either. I don't get pistachio either. I can fuck with pistachio. Anyway. I don't know. It, it, just, it just seemed weird to put that in ice cream. But, I mean, there's also tons of weird other more weirdly flavored ice creams out there. Fun fact, Rocky Road was a candy before it was an ice cream. Really? Yep. Fancy that. Mm hmm. Okay, you want to get started? Sure. Welcome back to the Flores and Friends podcast. And today, I have another returning guest, my uh, Hebrew brother from another mother, my hetero life mate, as Jay and Silent Bob like to describe themselves. As you can tell, I'm probably the Jay, and my guest is probably the more silent Bob. Not completely silent, but anyway, I'm joined by Benjamin Alexander Casson. How you doing, man? I'm good. It's weird to hear all those syllables at the same time. I know. Do people call you Benjamin? Rarely. I mean, nobody called me that growing up except my parents, and that was only on rare occasions. It's really funny. I I went by Jonathan for, like, the longest time, and I kind of, like, I never really liked it. So when I was in high school, I started, like, saying, oh, just, just call me John. That's fine. Everybody was cool with it. But it's really funny, like, you could tell when someone knew me or first, like, was met, introduced to me. Like, I get Jonathan from a lot of people back home, but the only person who really calls me Jonathan now is my grandmother. Yeah, <laughs> she does do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, so, okay, we're going to talk about a few different things. Our main topic, though, if we want to dive right into it, is this Sunday, this coming Sunday, right, is Father's Day, right? So this will be your second Father's Day, correct? Right. First off, well, how's Emmy doing? She's good. Uh, we actually we just put her to bed. She's uh, she's the last uh, kid in her class to walk. That still hasn't happened yet oh, at dang. daycare. You know, so she's uh, we're we're just we're just waiting for that to happen. I mean, she's getting to the point where she can kind of sort of stand up by herself without holding on to anything. So yeah. It won't be too long, but, you know, 
is that like is she, is she behind of where she's supposed to be or is it like she's still in the range I, I know nothing about children it's one of those things where like every every kid develops differently like there's some kids that are walking by like nine months and they look ridiculous because they're tiny <laughs> and you're like why is this child able to stand up and move like this it just looks ridiculous who the fuck do they um, think they are exactly and you know and there's and there's some kids like she was late to start crawling like legit crawling she would kind of like scoot around on her stomach yeah for a while but you know she, then she started to, to crawl on you know the, the classic hands and knees kind of deal mm-hmm. so you know it's it's not to the point yet where we're like wow this is taking way too long and this isn't normal mm. all right uh my two main questions and i've been meaning i've been i've been waiting to talk to you about this for I think I mentioned this last year, how we could talk about this, but I guess my two biggest questions for you as a still relatively recent father. First question is, what does fatherhood mean to you? And the second question is kind of a two-parter. What's something that was unexpected? What's something that you found that's unexpected? I guess, yeah, obviously you weren't expecting it from being a father. And what's something that was like reaffirmed for you i guess so you can answer either way you can answer either one first or whatever it doesn't matter go you go ahead man okay <sighs> big questions i know yeah i know we're getting we're getting really deep giggity okay so uh what does fatherhood mean to me i mean i guess really fatherhood was always i mean i so okay so this whole fatherhood thing was totally unexpected for, you know, the audience that doesn't know this. It was just like a, oh, okay, we're having a baby now kind of deal. Like, there was no forethought there. So there wasn't like the, the preparation where you're like, okay, we're going to try to have a kid. We're going to have a kid. We got everything figured out. It was like, oh, we're having a kid in like nine months. <laughs> so we got to get all this shit together right now. Oh, fuck. So, can I, uh, so, can I, if I may interject, uh, fun story. I remember where I was when Morgan told me that she was pregnant. I was giving her a ride to work. Y'all had just gotten back from a vacation and she needed a ride to work. So I'm like, oh, that's fine. I'm, I'm not busy. I'll do it. And then so I pick her up. She lived like five minutes away from the, her work. So I pick her up. We're driving. And she's like, do I look sick to you? I'm like, no, nah, you look, you look fine. I mean, She's naturally pale, but, like, it's – no offense. I mean, she acknowledges that too, but, like, I was like, no, you look you look fine. And then she just told me, well, I'm pretty sure I'm pregnant. I'm like, I'm driving, mind you. Not really the best time to drop that kind of news on someone. Like, so she told me this, and then I'm like I – I, like, slowly turn my neck and be like, what did you say? I was like, she goes, yeah. I'm like, uh, okay, what? And then so I'm just like, I'm doing a David Tennant. What? 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 That, that kind of thing. So I was, uh, so I drop, so we, we get to her job, and I'm in the parking lot, and like, you need to explain everything right now. And she told me everything. But I'm like, Morgan, why would you tell me this while I'm driving? Like, this is kind of thing where you go, are you sitting down? Are you safe? Like, are you in a good place right now? That's not the place. That's not the time and place to tell me that. I'm glad she did, that she trusted me. But it would have been better to be like, hey, 
I need to talk to you about something later on in the day. But anyway, mm-hmm. please continue, sir. I'm sorry. Yeah, so... Yeah, so there was all of that, and then there was the whole, like... So we found out we, found out we were pregnant, and then we didn't know what we were going to do yeah. about it either. Because it was like... You know, there, I mean, there's a lot of big decisions to go into that, and it's hard when the pregnancy comes and you haven't made those decisions already. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so we we just had to, you know, get ready real quick. So I I, I didn't have the I didn't have time really to think about what fatherhood meant beforehand and like accept all of those that these were responsible I was going to take these responsibilities on before everything happened mm-hmm. so, so so it was interesting and to say the least yeah so I mean I guess with uh, with all of that I would say that fatherhood means just being there you know being there to, to provide in, in every way whether it's uh, emotionally or or just the simple act of, I mean, I haven't gotten to the point where it has to be emotional yet, because, no, she doesn't know words. But, <laughs> uh, but, you know, so for now, it's just making sure that she's got a place to stay and is safe and has food and clothes and, and everything and basic, basic stuff until she gets to the point where, you know, Morgan and I can teach her how to be a person yeah yes <laughs> quick follow-up question has anyone what's some advice that a father or a parents given you that really you know rung true or really i don't know i guess not helped but really helped shape the situation or you know like gave you some words of wisdom did anybody give you any great one or not nothing's really coming to mind i mean Basically, all the stuff that you hear is all of the cliche stuff, and you're like, "Oh, whatever." It's a fucking cliche, and then, and then you know, stuff happens, and you're like, "Well, it's a cliche, but it's fucking true, also." So, like, like the whole they grow up so fast thing, you know? It's 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 been she's uh, 14 months now, and I can't believe that it's been more than like four months you know like it's it's kind of ridiculous that she's already to this point and i don't know i don't know if that's because and we can get into some philosophical passage of time kind of questions here where we're like it, it could be because I, I i don't notice the passage of time because i'm i'm more concerned with her and yeah, I have more stuff to do with that, or it could just be that I'm getting older, and the percentage of my existence that's taken up by a period of time is smaller than it was when I was younger. So you know, so I don't know if it's they grow up so fast, or your perception of time changes as you get older. It could be both. You know, I mm. uh, I don't know, but there's that, and there's. I mean, this is something that I've noticed, and I don't remember anybody really talking to me about this, but I don't I don't understand how before I had a child, I thought that I didn't have any free time. Because <laughs> <laughs> after the fact, I'm like, what the, f- what the fuck was 
that reminds me if I can inter- if I may interject again. When I was living in Houston after Katrina for a little while, I remember my cousin also lives in Houston, and her husband at the time. I was telling him. I mean, I was 15. I didn't have a job. All I had to do was go to school. Like, that's literally the only thing I had to do. So I was telling him, I was like, yeah, Saturdays are kind of my day off where I don't do anything. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, I was like, well, you know, I don't I don't really worry about school. I don't do any homework. I kind of just do whatever I want and just, like, you know, sleep in as late as I want, watch whatever I want, do whatever I want, just, you know, whatever, as free as I can be. And he's like, do you understand how like incredibly lazy that is and i was like i was like my 15 year old self was like oh shut up don't give me a lecture he's like no you don't understand he's like he said i have three kids do you know how much shit we do in one day like he's like i can't even imagine having a day off like where i didn't have to worry about anything i was like well i I mean i didn't say this but i was thinking the entire time because i was a little smart ass when i was in high school i was like well, maybe you shouldn't have had all them kids, bro. But like, <laughs> but you don't say that because that's that's very disrespectful. But I mean, I get it. Like, I totally get it. Like, I I get it now. Even as a bachelor, like a guy, uh, I'm just like, God, that that is such a terrible mindset. But yeah, your free time, anyway. Yeah, no, that was about it. Yeah. Uh, that was about all I was gonna say. Just that that little uh, <laughs> bit of wisdom. All right. Well, the. The other question I asked was that two-parter. Anything that's come up that you weren't expecting or anything that has happened that, like, you were expecting? I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I totally saw this coming. Anything anything of those sorts? Hmm. Let me think. It is, it is literally impressive the amount of shit that comes out of a baby. <laughs> I was just, I was thinking, my next one was going to be, yeah, how's that diaper changing situation? (laughs) I mean, not to get too graphic, but at least now, for the most part, we're dealing with, like, actual, like, turds and not... not, Solid stools, thank you very much. And not just, like, paste. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. See, it's that kind of shit that makes me not want to be a dad. Fuck that. It's honestly, it's not that bad. I mean, there's sometimes that it's bad, but most of the time it's not that bad. I mean, yeah, you got to get used to it, right? Yeah, and yeah. it's 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 gotten it's it's gotten better. Uh, it's yeah. <laughs> um, let's see, things that I did expect that were reaffirmed. Yeah, I don't really know. Oh, about, another another yeah. unexpected thing, and this is also. This is a, one of those bits of the, the, the little cliche things that everybody says and you're like, oh, fuck you, whatever. The, the whole, the thing when like, uh, when you, when you're finally at the hospital and the baby's delivered, like that, for, for everybody's like, oh yeah, this is when, this is when the dads actually get the whole. That's when it becomes real. Yeah, and that's when you get like the connection. Yeah. Is when the baby's born. Yeah. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but that's also true. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if that's something that I... Yeah, I guess that wouldn't really be something that was reaffirmed for me. Right. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know I don't know if I really had any expectations. What about, the, uh, like, what about sleep? You know, I got more sleep than I thought I would. I mean, at first it was fucking terrible. Yeah. Like, we... 
we got we stayed in the hospital for two days and then we left and we were like fucking good we're out of that place we're done with these nurses fucking coming in here and checking on us every like two hours yeah and fuck that shit and we get home and we don't know what we're doing and <laughs> we, we ended up we ended up staying up until like six in the morning until my parents came over and let us sleep until like five in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. Speaking of your, I guess this goes back to the advice thing, but speaking of your parents and specifically your dad or your mom, you know, just a parent in general, what do you think, what do you think about them raising you that that's going to, that you think is helping you right now or will help you down the line? raising Emmy what do you like what do you think that you're gonna pass on as a parent like parenting style or whatever I mean I don't know about parenting style necessarily I mean it's not I don't know because I mean my parents didn't do like they didn't do any of those you know like what is that fucking the like Cosmo magazine parenting style you know what I mean like they didn't do like the helicopter parent or the tiger mom or whatever the fuck all those stupid ass yeah but like i'm sure you looking back like there's stuff that your dad did or your mom did that you're like you know that was that's a really good idea or that's a really good that was a really good decision or that was a really good just i don't want to say plan of attack but just like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna use that later i'm gonna put that in my you know my wheelhouse and i'm gonna use that later on down the line it, it may be nothing. I don't know. I'm grasping at straws. I have no concept of fatherhood. I well, come. I come from a very shitty father. So it's like <laughs> me and your, me and Morgan are vice president and president, whichever one, uh, of shitty dad club. So yeah, yeah. you actually have a great dad. <laughs> I think. I mean, I think the big thing that I'm going to take from them. Yeah. I guess would be. They, I mean, they're both musicians, and so creativity was obviously very important for them all the time. Creativity in the arts and everything like that. So, yeah, I think that's gonna be a big thing that that kind of carries over. Yeah. Well, uh, well, that that I think that might segue into the next topic. Figure we could move on to football. Sure. Yeah, Ben, how long have you played football, or as we Americans call it, soccer? Football. Uh, I uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I played when I was a kid, you know, because I mean, down here, you when you're a kid, you, you play t-ball and then you play baseball, yeah. or you play soccer. Growing up, that's just that's yeah. how it works. Yeah. Or that's how it worked back then, at least. I mean, now because yeah. now you've got those fucking like four-year-old football teams or whatever. Well. I, I definitely I played yeah I played baseball as a kid hated it played soccer as a kid hated it uh, I hated all sports as a child but yeah you've been so you've been playing at a since a very young age yeah okay uh, do you do you have a I know you're not gonna force Emmy to play soccer but are you gonna encourage her to play oh yeah for yeah. sure okay uh, yeah and if she doesn't like it I'm not gonna say no you have to play it but. That is going to be the first sport that she does. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, all right. Let me ask you this. I know, obviously, there aren't a lot of. It's not commonplace to have female like American football, you know, leagues or anything like that. Who knows? That might change in a few years. But 
as a parent, oh, that sounds so lame. As a father, how do you feel about like parents letting or like encouraging their kids to play American football? Do you have an opinion on the matter? As far as as far as the concussions go and stuff like that and health health risks. I mean, obviously, you have more of a risk of getting a concussion playing football than a lot of other sports. Yeah. But, I mean, no matter what sport you play, there's always a risk of injury. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, I would assume that if a parent wants their child to play a sport, they would make sure that they took the necessary precautions to prevent or to lower the chances of them getting what kind of injuries they can while playing, you know, yeah. I mean, but, but what are you going to do? I, I doubt that there's going to be a chance really for, I mean, I mean, who knows, maybe times will change by the time she's old enough to play. Yeah. And you can get a concussion football. in soccer, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, like Arsenal, your team, your goalkeeper, he wears that, yeah. No offense, but he wears that epilepsy helmet because he almost broke his skull. He did break his skull Jesus. against the goalpost. Oh, that's ugh. All right, well yeah, we can move on. So you've been so you've been playing soccer for a while. Who are your team Oh, I know this, but just to include our audience, who are your two who are your teams that you root for in soccer or football? My- my teams. Okay. Yeah. So, we didn't have cable growing up, so it was hard to watch soccer unless there was something big going on you know like the like the world cup because they would you know they would air those on the on the local channels the bigger games from them so i would try and catch as many of the and as the of them as i could but it was always hard to see so i i got into i got into soccer while i was playing it and uh my team my national team was germany and that was kind of my gateway into club football because at the time it's not so much the case now, but at the time, most of the German national team was playing for Bayern Munich. Yeah, at, at the club level. So Deutschland. Uh, the, mm-hmm. And so, so it was you know, so I didn't get heavy into the sport probably until the 2014 World Cup in yeah. Brazil. Oh um, yes. Yeah, and we uh, and we. One and we obliterated Brazil, and that was a uh, war crime. <laughs> kind of, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty excellent. <laughs> what was it? What was it? Seven? Was it seven one? Yeah, fuck. That's for anyone who's not aware. Seven points in a single match. That's like what would you say? Eight touchdowns in American football? Yeah, that, I mean that is that is a complete that is an embarrassment. That is a yeah. blowout. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was great getting to see all of that, and uh, so, so I started getting into club football because you know, national team football is yeah. you know few and far between. Yeah, it really helps if you have a a club like as Benjamin earlier mentioned. I am a I'm an Arsenal fan, but I'm a fake Arsenal fan because except for like between the months of July and August, there's really not any good sports on. Every other time, every other month of the year, I'm either following American football, the NFL, or college football, or basketball, and I'm trying to get more into hockey. It's like I, I can't, I can't keep track of all these fucking teams. But yeah, I do root for Arsenal. I want good things to happen to them. That might include firing their long-term manager, Wenger. Do you think they should fire him? I mean, so 
as for EPL, I root for your like across the street rivals. Yeah, Hotspur. So, yeah. Fuck you. So, I mean, what our stadiums are like three miles apart. So, or wait, is that three miles or three kilometers? Who the fuck knows? Yeah, basically. But uh, um, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, we we obliterated you guys in the league, so. Uh, Everybody I don't either. I don't think it matters whether you keep him or not. We're still going to outperform you. So uh suck a dick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, okay, but why I've always wondered why Germany. Do you have you you're I believe is it a is it an ancestry thing? Aren't you are you, are you are you is your dad's side German or Polish? I can't remember. No, they're 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 Russian Polish. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah, all right. Yeah, it's it's not really a, an ancestry thing. It's it was Germany for me because I uh, I always liked I liked the language and good language. I and I like the uh, the culture and I've always <laughs> if I were to go to Europe, yeah, that would be the place that I wanted to go the most. For the record, uh, Benjamin likes the culture after like 1945. <laughs> yeah, like like let's just not worry about everything from like the ninth, from like the early 1900s up to like the middle of the century. Other exactly, than that, we're all right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I, I I mean, if you're gonna root for a team, Deutschland is not a bad team to root for, and Bayern's not a bad team to root for. Oh, for sure. Your uh, your favorite player is Mueller, uh, right? Yes. Yes. Although this season he's been underwhelming, but mm. you know, new coach, new style. So I don't know, but he'll be there and he'll he'll figure out how to contribute to the team again, and then he'll be great. All right. Well, let's play. Let's do you know fortune telling. You know, let's project into the future. I I'm of the opinion that, and I know people have been saying this for decades, like. People older than our parents have been saying this. For whatever reason, well, there are reasons, but soccer has never really... It's huge across the world, with the exception of the United States for the most part, but it's steadily grown over the decades. I am of the opinion that eventually American football will uh, decline in popularity, and I really think basketball, the NBA... And like international basketball by FIBA, and I think you know soccer will eventually. I think those two sports will become the top two sports in America. Is that? Do you think that's outrageous, or do you think that's plausible? I think it's plausible, and I mean, I I have I have some issues with American football that really frustrate me. That you don't get. I mean, you get to a certain extent. You don't really get it in basketball. Like football is really the only sport that I have these issues with. Such um, as I, I don't like how I don't like how the coaches can be st- the coaches can directly affect the things that are going on on the field. Like mm-hmm. I don't like that in football you can use tactical timeouts. I don't like that in football um, everything is either offense or defense. Yeah, I totally I agree. Don't, I don't like that there's... It's, it doesn't feel free enough. Like, yeah. you, 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 you take one play, and then the ball is dead, and then you take 
and then you go again and it's not there's you know there's hurry up offense which i guess is the closest thing you can get to it being free yeah i don't know yeah I, i get that it's not as kinetic it's very you know fits and uh what's it fits and uh spurs or whatever i don't remember but it's like spurts yeah fits and spurts where it's like you'll get going then it'll stop and you'll get going and it'll stop and there's penalties on every play and uh as far as your coaches coaches complaint yeah i totally get that like definitely in soccer the coaches you would they could probably just like be doing sudoku on the sidelines at times because the players pretty much know what to do or how to do it and stuff like that but my my thing is i think football with that i'm really serious about these safety concerns because i don't i think they're like they are part of the game it's integrated it's in the nature of the game and i think parents are going to start looking towards like like you like we said earlier soccer you can get a concussion you can fuck up your life in soccer but at the same time you're not as likely to fuck up your life like there are dudes who've gotten like cte in their brain and killed themselves because of american football and the nfl's tried to like improve the situation and get away from all that violence but i'm like i don't know man i just don't see the future i don't i think the nfl has peaked and i think it's on it's going to be on the decline whereas i see soccer and the nba you know basketball are global sports they're more like accepted across the world and i think yeah i think they have a higher ceiling and i think I could be wrong, but I think the NFL has peaked, and I think it's plateaued. I don't see how it can get any better. It's only going to get worse, and it's sad because I love football and I love the Saints. It might go back to just being predominantly college, but I, yeah, I think I think soccer and NBA are going to take over and be the top two sports. So, which would be yeah, awesome. I uh, there was actually I'm I'm sure you didn't see it. But there was actually a really interesting short interview that uh, Bastian Schweinsteiger did with, I forget whether it was ESPN or Fox Sports, because they both carry MLS games. Yeah. Um, but he was talking about his thoughts on the sport. And it kind of goes back to some of what he was saying about his issues with how soccer is played in America. Kind of goes back to the football thing. And, and, and it also deals with the youth of the sport in in america the youth of soccer Uh, or the youth of american football soccer okay all right he was saying that in the mls the the u.s soccer league basically we're we're impatient because in all the other sports that are popular except baseball yeah because you don't score for like 90 percent of the game in baseball it's it's all about scoring as quickly as you can yeah, no matter the cost it's urgent it's it's about immediacy yeah like like there's a shot clock in basketball like yeah. like you you have to do it and in soccer a lot of the time and a lot of the reasons that games have low scores is because it's about it's it's about possession yeah well not necessarily there's you know there's other strategies but basically it's about possession you know and you don't have to attack all the time when you have the ball you can play possession and kind of wait for the field to open up for you yeah yeah like okay there is every sport has its advanced strategy i every sport like football i mean i've heard people who aren't fans describe football as just a bunch of guys and you know like uniforms and pads and just running around and doesn't make sense 
I'm like, no, actually, there is a lot of strategy behind everything they do. And basketball, there's a lot of strategy in a lot of what they do. The like the NBA Finals, we're, we're about to Game Five comes on in about an hour, and I'm gonna tell you, man, these are two great teams that. I can follow along with them, and I'm like, damn, they play some really good basketball. They have great strategy. Well, not not necessarily great, but just like like higher level strategy. But what I love about soccer strategy, and I don't need to tell you this, but since there is such a large field, since there are no timeouts, since there are so many players, I feel like you have this exponentially great soccer strategy. Like it's so – brilliant like it's like it's so high level that i'm like i'm like it's so incredible to like like i i highly recommend anyone who really wants to get into soccer watch a game first and if you can if you if you can if, if it can hold your attention for the hour and a half or however long it goes with extra time watch that game and then if you can and if you're if you're so inclined watch try and watch it again like a replay of it like watch the, like it, so you can stop it and like pause and rewind and see how plays develop. I'm telling you, man, that's how I kind of got into it because I would watch highlights and stuff like that, especially when our women's, when U.S. women's play. I love watching yeah. them. But I'm telling you, man, if you can just, if you can just, if someone can break it down for you or you can figure it out yourself, it's such a fucking fascinating, interesting, complex, like it's it's musical to me, man. I love it. It's fucking. Like people are like nothing, ha- nothing's happening. It's boring. It's like no, they're not scoring. That's what you're saying is not happening. There's always something happening. Trust me. Yeah, I mean, there's there, there's a reason that it's called the beautiful game. Yeah. Like you see, when when you see a team that's got great chemistry. Yeah. And you just watch some of the fluidity of some of the. Play, yeah, it's very fluid. It's, I mean, there's there are there are times when you watch a play unfold and it's literally breathtaking. It's yeah. you know, it's just like, I mean, to use basketball terms, I mean, you you just like you see, there's all this, there's a whole lot of complicated stuff that goes on in one part of the field, and then all of a sudden somebody just has a clear lane yeah. in the paint. And can just and and it's it's when it co- when it when everything comes together and it's just graceful and yeah. effortless. Yeah, they make <sighs> it look so easy. And yeah, I think fluidity and graceful, I think, are the two best words to describe it. And the other thing that gets overlooked is while our sports and pretty much every sport has athletic, very athletic individuals. I what I also love about soccer is the stamina, like. They don't get any timeouts. Y'all have to when y'all are playing. Like y'all have to be endure like ninety minutes. You could be standing around for once for like a minute, and then have to go run around for like five minutes. And it's just like, I the not only are y'all athletic, and y'all can do these incredible things, but you also have to be able to do it for like ninety minutes straight at a drop of a hat. That's just insane to me. Yeah, doing conditioning for that is not fun. I oh, can I tell can, you. fuck no. <laughs> in high school, in our off season, we didn't have a football field. We just had a baseball field and a softball field. Yeah. And so over the summer, we would condition. And, oh, in a Louisiana summer? Yeah. Fuck. And 
and on our running days, literally our coach would set the timer for 45 minutes and we would just run back and forth along the fence on the outfield. Oh, God. That sounds horrible. That sounds like illegal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty brutal, but it was necessary, you know. And, I mean, we, we played high school and it wasn't, you know, the rules weren't as intense as, as they are once you get into the, the more professional fields because pro, yeah. pro soccer i mean unless you're playing a friendly that's got different rules of tournament that's got different rules you get three substitutes all game and that includes uh if you have to go to extra time yep. so that's an additional 30 minutes you still only have those three subs and if one of your players is injured and you have to use a sub for that injured player that counts as one of your subs also yeah that's insane yeah that's it's like I get it. Like, I get why the rest of the world loves it. And it, it's, it's really, like, obviously you want a, you want a large field to play it in, but really, you just need a ball and two nets and, like, a bunch of people. And it's a very accessible game is what I'm getting at. So I think, so I totally get why the rest of the world loves it and thinks it's the greatest thing on earth. I really hope that it takes off eventually in this country because, we're not we're not stingy on our athletes. Like we got a lot of incredibly athletic people. Could you imagine like a LeBron playing soccer? Like it's we have so yeah. much potential is what I'm getting at. Well, I mean that's the that's the thing and we have some really fantastic players uh, yeah. but our league isn't good enough for them. Yeah. Like that's why that's why we've got our players like I'm I'm sure if anybody's watched the uh, recent United States games, you've seen Christian Pulisic's name come up. Yeah. You know, That's the 18-year-old kid, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the basically the, the next big thing in yeah. U.S. soccer. And he plays for Dortmund, uh, which is usually one of the top two teams in Germany between them and Bayern. They're the, the big rivalry over there. Yeah. You know, and he's, and he's great over there. He played... As an 18-year-old, he played Champions League football against Real Madrid. Jesus. You know, that's, that's it's a big deal. And it's great that he's a United States talent. But our league needs to improve in order for us to keep players of that caliber in the United States. Yeah. And right now, we'll, we'll get big-name stars. Like, we got Bastian Schweinsteiger came over after playing at Bayern and Manchester United. But... He's in the twilight of of his career. Yeah. Same thing with Andre Pirlo from Italy and Juventus, you know, and possibly now Zlatan Ibrahimovic from PSG and recently Man U. Fuck yeah. Going to LA Galaxy. That dude's a but fucking that, beast. He is, but he's also in his mid-30s, you yeah. know? So we get these great players, but they're a season or two from retirement. I feel like, like we said earlier, how it felt like every kid played, you know, t-ball or baseball and soccer i feel like we're the generation like millennials you know we get a lot of shit but i think we're going to be the generation I, well i hope that we're the generation that pushes soccer because i think like i have a lot of friends like one of my best friends is a huge chelsea fan and a lot of friends I went to high school with were huge soccer fans in, in college. So I really think that we're going to be the generation that puts it up because we were playing it when, at a young age very, very predominantly. So I hope that we're going to be the ones who take it to that next level. Because I really think that 
I really think, like I said, we have so much potential for soccer in this country. It's like, it's not, it's insane that it hasn't taken off yet. Yeah. 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 All right. Do you want to do a hard, a hard right turn? Of course. So, like, okay. Last year, I feel like I beat the presidency and the election of death. And so I, I, I've been making, I've been making a point to not, you know, to like beat people over the head with it because it is a huge story. It is a huge thing that is going on that I've kind of like downplayed or completely avoided for the most part because it, I, like I said, I don't want to beat everybody. I don't want to beat people over the head with it. And it's everywhere. Like this is like the first presidency that is just everywhere. Like everybody is involved in it. But so we're at day. Oh God. Day 143 of the, Trump presidency. So, do you think he makes it to two hundred days? We'll have to see. There's been some pretty ridiculous stuff recently. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, a, with, uh, it's an understatement. I, Fuck. Yeah, and by recently, I mean the whole time. Yeah. Uh, so, from uh, day one, from day one, this dude has been uh-huh. like, ugh. Like recently, with everything that was going on with the uh, with the. Comey, his his statement and everything, and his testimony, which was, Mm -hmm. I I I said it online. It was the most exciting, boring event I think I've ever watched. Like I was just like, I'm like waiting for something to drop and like him to say shit. I'm like, ooh, but in the real in in the meantime, it's like, what am I watching here? Just a bunch of grown ass old people like talking in a room. It's like this isn't very, (laughs) this isn't very like like explosions. This isn't very sexy. It's just it's just. It's just whatever. Yeah, and then I don't, I don't know if you saw this press conference after the hearing where Trump is now on record saying that he will testify. <laughs> he, yeah, under oath with an uh, interrogation from Robert Mueller. You know, Jeff Sessions is is uh, publicly testifying tomorrow, so yeah, I'm really excited about that. Like. And I, I don't think either one of us ex- is excited and like, a, oh man, this is going to be hilarious. It's more of a like, okay guys, this is just foreplay. Can we just get to the... Like we... The dude's got to get impeached. Like there's no way... Like, okay, if I can go on my little soapbox here. The, the GOP, like I've been very anti-GOP for a while. But the fact that they're like... Well, he didn't say stop the investigation. He just said, I hope... This what, I don't even remember what the fuck he said, but he's like he didn't direct him to do anything. He just he hopes that the case will be over soon, or that that it'll, that it'll be resolved quickly, or whatever. I'm like, do y'all not fucking like after eight years of reading into everything Obama said and making a hullabaloo about everything that man did, now y'all suddenly forget about subtext and suggestibility. It's like, come on, guys, like. Jesus. And then you got, like, their health care bill that they're trying to, like, just sneak under the table. It's just, like, I hate the G... Like, I, I really don't like to say I hate things besides the Atlanta Falcons. But I really hate the GOP right now. They're just, like, the worst. Like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And, I mean, after... I... There's, there's just so many... So many things that just... It's not that I don't understand them. They're the kind of... It's like when somebody says something that you disagree with, but it's so stupid that you don't know what to say afterwards. Yeah. 
that's that's how this whole thing has been for me. Yeah. You know, like if, if okay, so if Trump did his business deals the way that he's trying to like suggest things to members of different parts of the different branches of the government. Yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, that almost feels like extortion. <laughs> yeah, it's... <sighs> I mean, not to say that, you know, he's got a stellar track record for his businesses, you know, like... Yeah, for a dude who's, like... that's what. Okay, if I can rehash the election process just slightly. It's the fact that they're like, well, he's a business... He's a successful business demand, but he's filed bankruptcy numerous times, and he's had several failed businesses. Well... At least he's persistent and like, and he's he's survived. I'm like, wait. So, your your logic is that your rationale is, well, he's been a shitty businessman, but at least he's kept being a shitty businessman and he's he's just persevered. I'm like, but that 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 doesn't make any goddamn sense. Like nothing, none of this makes any goddamn sense. That I think that's the conclusion that we've reached. Yeah, and I don't, I mean, there's so much cognitive dissonance yeah. for all of his supporters. Like, like when, uh, during the election, when when he basically said, yeah, I, uh, I, I didn't pay my fair share in taxes, but it's because I was smart. And you have people cheering for that. So, so, so you have his supporters cheering for the fact that he's effectively cheating the government out of money who were also mad about this mythical welfare queen idea. Yeah. Like, how how can you rationalize both of those things at the same time? Yeah, and it's like, when did a billionaire, a so-called billionaire, we're still waiting on those tax returns, <laughs> hopefully they come out as, like, they, they're subpoenaed or something, but, like, how did a billionaire become the working a working-class hero? Like, how? How did that happen? Like, how did a work? How did this New York went to Ivy League school? You know, has probably never gotten his hands dirty doing anything ever. Has probably been Dodger also. Yeah, draft Dodger. Like, I don't think. Like, what? How? How did this happen? It's because he's an asshole. Like, people revere assholes, and I'm like, you know. Every now and then, an, being an asshole is a good thing, but you don't want to be an asshole. Like you, like you can be, you can do asshole things to get things done sometimes, but to be an asshole—that is your character. That is your characterization. It's like, no, why is that a good thing? That's not a good thing. That's like he's a horrible person. Oh yeah, and the whole he speaks his mind kind of deal, or you know, he doesn't filter himself and. Uh, fucking PC culture and all that stuff. It's like, no, he. So you're saying that he's saying what you want to say, but you can't because you're trying to be PC. Like literally, you're just you're supporting this guy because he says racist and ignorant things, and you think that that makes it okay for you to say ignorant and racist things. But really, you're just both being assholes. Yeah. I- <laughs> Look, we probably anyone who's even the slightest right leaning who may or may not be listening to this is probably tuned out. To which I say, sorry, not sorry. Like I, 
like I really like I'm not I'm not kidding like I really I don't think I've talked about it much this whole year because like I said I don't want to beat people over the head with it I don't want it to be what this podcast is about but it's I think this is the first time all year I've gotten to vent about it and it's just since January 20th it's just it's just a shit show like it's just a shit show it's like how did we like i just i just don't even i just i want this man impeached i want him gone people are like mike pence is probably as bad probably but we'll deal with him like i hate that shit i hate that logic that like oh something bad might happen if we get rid of this thing it's like we'll we'll cross that when we'll get to it it's like don't don't do don't fix this problem because you're worried about another problem fix what you can and if we have to come across that problem we'll come across that problem but it's like no we got to do this to get to that and then if that's a problem we can't handle we'll get rid of that it's like this is it's it's just it's just a shit show man i'm sorry so if he does get impeached yeah do you think pence is going to pardon him oh absolutely but like this is I mean, depending on how deep this collusion with Russia thing goes, this is almost treason. Well, what I think will happen, if I, you know, could speculate, is I think the the special prosecutor, Mueller, will decide, well, will not decide, but come to the conclusion after investigating that his subordinates, Jared Kushner, Mike Flynn, you know, all them fuckfaces in that campaign – uh, they weren't necessarily cooperating directly. They weren't all on a conference call with the Russians, but they knew what the Russians were doing, and they didn't try and stop them or turn them in or like dissuade them from doing this. So I think what will happen is his campaign will get indicted. Like, not like actually indicted, but they're they're the criminals. Maybe this dude did know what was going on the entire time. Maybe he's a seventy-something-year-old fuckface with dementia. Who the hell knows? But I think that. His attempt to cover it up or to obstruct justice or his possible – like it, it happens in college football. Like for instance, there are uh, college football programs that get into trouble you know, with just like uh, impermissible benefits, you know, recruiting violations, that kind of shit. Uh, usually the head coach knows nothing about it, but he's aware that something might be going on, but he doesn't ask questions. It's like like Joe Paterno, right? Like Joe Paterno knew what was going on. He just didn't want to know any more about it and didn't ask questions or do anything because it made his life easier. He's like, I don't want to have to deal with anything I don't want to have to deal with, and I just want to coach football. Donald Trump just wants to be president for some reason. Uh, Who the fuck knows? But he still went down because he was aware of the situation and didn't do anything to stop it. So long story short, I think that since it was his campaign and it's his administration – I think he is so tied to his campaign and his administration that he will go down with it because he's the guy in charge. If that made any kind of coherent sense, uh, I pre- like. I'm sorry for rambling, but I think that I think I, I think I got it. Yeah, I'm not articulate. Uh, I'm I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is. Uh, <laughs> Well, so what do you think will happen? I mean, I don't know. If he's impeached and removed from office, I mean, like you said, I, I, I don't see, I don't see these hearings ending any other way. Because yeah. I mean, the only time, the only time that anything 
like what's happening right now happened was with Nixon with Watergate. Yeah. You know, it's and and this time it's worse because it's involving one of our no, I mean not enemy casually one of our frenemies. Our, uh, one of our adversaries. Ah, uh, okay. It's semantics. People like yeah. they're not good people. Like I'm not saying Russia the people are bad people. I don't really know any Russians, but the Russian government is not is not they're not good people. Like they're, they they no. they want bad things to happen to us. So yes. What do you think about the like Republican GOP controlled like Congress and stuff like that? Do you think that'll impede it? If if it were less severe, maybe. But yeah. there's all I mean, there's a lot of GOP that does not support the president. You know, but they support the party. Yeah, but I think they also understand. Well, of course, there's going to be some people in the party that are disappointed because fucking somebody voted for Trump. Yeah. But I think that they understand, I hope that they understand that it will be a better move for the party in general to uh, divorce themselves from him. Because right now, all it does is make people that a lot that are aligning themselves with Trump look like morons you know like yeah it's so you think there will be overwhelming pressure from like the people for them to for it too overwhelming for them to disregard yeah and i think that even regardless of pressure from constituents you know people like mccain yeah who's vocally not supportive of the president you yeah. know there's there's a lot of disagreement in the party i don't know if it means the end of the party or if it means there's just going to be a schism and we're going to have you know the 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 gop in in the sense of like i don't know you're kind of moderate moderate republicans and then you're you know like tea party far right yeah kind of deal well yeah speaking of speaking of the gop you know what I don't understand, and uh, like I, 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 I hate to lump all us millennials together, and I really don't even like that term, but it's kind of what's been handed to us. But I mean, we're both from the, are like roughly the same part of the world, you know, on a macro level. Where are these like young Republicans? Like, like I, I obviously we know some people that are young Republicans, but it's like I don't like who are these people? Like when I see someone our age or younger be a Trump supporter, I'm like, do you honestly support this man and his policies? And do you honestly support the GOP and its policies? Or are you just being a contrarian troll asshole? Like, that's... Where are these people coming from? Like, I'm like, who are you? Like, did you not grow up in the same world that you and I did? Like, like this... That party, the, the grand old party, is not about us. It's about them. It's about older generations it's about yeah it's about conservatism like not progress i thought we were a generation of progress maybe i'm projecting who knows yeah i don't know i mean i mean you you definitely grew up well i mean i don't know about i don't know about the wank but uh hey hey the west (laughs) bank we don't call it that (laughs) all right but new orleans in general is is the big blue island of the state yeah. Um, we have 
as blue, but we're another one of those blue islands in Louisiana. Yeah, East Baton, East Baton Rouge Parish. But I will say that the West Bank is not blue. It's very conservative. It's very red, very suburban conservative. Like uh-huh. Orleans Parish is blue, and parts of like JP, uh, Jefferson Parish are blue. But for the most part, that's that's pretty much it. Just the city and people uh-huh. who live in the suburbs of the city. But the West Bank is very conservative. But I mean, you went you went to school in New Orleans proper. Well, I went to grade school, in elementary school on the West Bank. But yeah, I went to high school. My freshman year, I went to a Catholic high school, and then the last three years, with Katrina thrown in, I went to public schools. But yeah, mm. on, on on in in Orleans Parish, yes. Mm. But yeah, and I, I I don't know what you think, but for me personally, I think I kind of learn more about how I felt politically when I was in high school than I did at any other point in time. Yeah, I, I agree. I uh, When I got to Ben Franklin, the high school I eventually graduated from, I was a very conservative Catholic. And I think back, I'm like, how, how, did why? Because I was a very sheltered kid. Like, I kind of just went along with, like, my family, which is a whole other story. But uh, for the most part, my family is, like, very, you know, conservative Catholic. And so I kind of just went along to get along. And I, I mean, I was raised in Catholic schools and stuff like that. And... My mother is actually a Republican, but she's not one of these fascist – well, not fascist, fundamentalist, <laughs> like yeah. alt-right. She's, she's more of a fiscal conservative. She's, she's, a, she's in banking. She, she, she's all about the banking shit yeah. and like, like financial you know, conservatism. Anyway, but yeah, when I graduated, I was completely different because I was exposed to so much more. And just like you, you start thinking about like the flaws. Like we're both very rational guys you're even more rational than i am hell i look to you for rationality but when when you when you pride yourself on logic and you pride yourself on rationality and reason you start to look at the gop and you're like in the republic like you look at the republicans and you're just like uh no none of this makes sense like you guys are full of shit so yeah so i mean so i I think it has to do a lot with you know when you're in those formative, those years where you're forming your your base, basic moral system, like governmental moral system, yeah. Um, I think that where you are and the kind of place that you're in has a lot to do with that. So you know, when you've got these these young people that grew up in conservative places and went to conservative high schools and didn't, I mean, I went. I went to a private school in Baton Rouge, and a lot of the student body came from conservative families. You know, there were some liberal teachers, yeah. um, and in fact, one of the one of the teachers that helped me to kind of put into or to understand where I stood on issues, I completely disagree with on a lot of things. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he's very right-wing, very conservative. I took civics uh, with him my freshman year, and we would have every, I think it was every two weeks, we would have a debate on current topic, and there was me and one other kid in my grade, well, two other kids in my grade, really, that were outspoken on the left. Yeah. And we, we had an open, fair forum to debate things, 
And even though the moderator of these debates was on the right, it still helped us to understand where we were. And he never said, no, you're wrong for thinking these things or anything like that. But in other school systems, I'm sure that you had almost like a, I mean, I'm going to go way over the top here, but kind of a totalitarian thing where you had these teachers that are like, no, these are the, the things that you need to think about these things. Yeah. Well, and I, and I had a similar thing in college. It was my last semester of LSU, and it was, it was the fall of 2012, and I was taking a civics, civics class because I needed a credit, and I just took it because it was intro to American government, and it was really easy. Got an A in it, proud to say. But we had a mock election. Like, we had a Romney-Obama mock election. And I was 22 at the time. I, like, I don't think I was... I definitely wasn't the oldest. I definitely wasn't the youngest. So it was, like, around the same age group, more or less. But Romney won in our class. Like, overwhelmingly. Like, it was, like, two to one, Romney. And I was just, like... That was a reminder where I was, like, southeast Louisiana. Like, I just... I, I, maybe it's a pie-in-the-sky vision of where our generation was headed, but I thought, I was, I would hope that we all kind of were on the same page here. Like, we all experienced the same stuff, more or less. Like, you know, the internet, 9-11, Katrina, at least in our neck of the woods. Yeah. You know, like, we all kind of, like, we all kind of got to see the same thing here. Like, we... We were all like in it together, and I was hoping that we would come together and be a more progressive generation. And yeah, we like even some of the worst conservatives in our generation are still fairly progressive, considering generations of past. But at the same time, I was hoping that like like I could sit down with a like a, a, a far right or right leaning peer in our generation and be like. Do you agree with, like, you know, transgender rights and stuff like that and transsexual rights and, you know, just, like, social rights? And we'd be like, well, yeah, well, I don't agree with them, but I, I totally support them. I'd be like, see, that's all I wanted to hear. No, that's not the case. We're just as divided as the generations before us. It's like, how? How did you let – like, how how did that happen? I thought we were the, supposed to be the most informed, inclusive generation Yet somehow we still manage to become fractured. I, I just I just don't get it, man. Maybe I'm being too pessimistic while at the same time initially being too optimistic. I, I just don't know. I, I just don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you've got these things that have been issues for forever that for literally no good reason are still issues, like issues of sexism and racism. Yeah. You know, like that I... I understand why they're not over, but they should be better than they are. We should be able to not, I mean, not to trivialize the struggles of, you know, these minorities and uh, mistreated people. Yeah. But we should be further along than we are. Yeah, I guess that's my, yeah, I guess that's, what I'm saying it too in a very in a much more elaborate like uh, inefficient way it's just I thought and I like we we still have time like like 
we're all like I mean we're I'm 27 you're 26 I mean in the grand scheme of things that's not that we're not that old like we're like we're getting there but we're not there yet like we're not starting to think about that shit but like I just was I just was hoping we'd be better and so far I'm we're we're, we're pretty good but I I'm like I thought we would be better than this but yeah uh do you want to get to the questionnaire because we're about we're getting close to an hour and a half sure let's do it mm-hmm. questionnaire time all right you ready ready all right what was your first car uh 95 volvo 850 was that the one you are you was that the one you had before the one you currently have yep oh white lightning mm-hmm. yeah so what happened to it you know it still ran but it was it's pretty old um yeah it was giving you fits right like it was like unreliable huh yeah 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 i mean it had oh, it must have had two hundred thousand miles jesus on it. that's insane bruh yeah <sighs> my car is like 70 right now and i'm like mm-hmm. god that's a lot what bores you or what is the most boring thing you can think of Probably trying to watch an entire regular season baseball game. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's boring as fuck. <laughs> Playoff baseball can be exciting, but just a regular like game on a like a fucking Tuesday. Ugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's oh god, I'm right there with you, man. Oh <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> I mean, it's probably it's between that and an afternoon at the DMV. Oh yeah, it's also true. Alright, uh, who is your role model or role models? I'd probably go Harrison Ford. He's a great man. Yeah. Did we ever settle that debate? I thought we talked about this once. Is Harrison Ford, is he more known as Han or is he more known as Indy? Well, I can't remember how we decided on that one. I can't either, but th- I'm pretty sure we said, I mean, I think Han Solo. I think I said Indy because I feel like Indy is like... He is the guy, but Han Solo, while a huge part of Star Wars, is not, it's not his. It's yeah. not his thing. I gotcha. Yeah, but I mean, he's both. Who the fuck cares? He's the man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he just needs to stop flying because he keeps crashing into things and almost killing people. <laughs> <laughs> What's something most people don't know about you? I did ballet when I was in middle school. I have seen you almost in tights, and not bad, not bad, not bad. <laughs> Shark diving, bungee jumping, or skydiving? Yes. All three? Yeah. Well, okay, well, which one would you do first? Skydive. Yeah. Uh, you ain't never get, I've said it once, I'll say it again in, in every episode forever. There's no fucking way you're getting me in a tiny little flimsy ass cage and put me in the water with sharks that is never happening fuck that okay would you rather go shark diving or snake diving that's not even a question like (laughs) you know what i would do in a pit of snakes i'd drop a fucking napalm bomb in there and kill all those sons of bitches (laughs) fucking snakes you crazy i hate them jacques i hate them Uh, all right, um, Coke, Pepsi, or other? Coke. Yeah, that vanilla Coke bullshit, huh? Regular Coke, too. 
Ah, uh, God, Pepsi all day. Nah, it's inferior. No, it's not. It tastes so... Like, I just wish... I just wish y'all could, like, see the light and realize that Pepsi is just so much... Like, I'm so sad that for, like, the part of the world that I grew up in, I'm like, y'all just y'all just don't know. Like, y'all are just willfully ignorant on I mean, Pepsi. I don't, I don't hate Pepsi. Like, if somebody says... If I say, hey, can I have a Coke? And they say, is Pepsi all right? I'm not like, no. How I'll dare you? <laughs> uh, I think we can both agree, though, that Barks is the best soda on earth. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for real. Barks root beer, people, drink it. I mean, not unless you're diabetic or want to avoid like sugary beverages. But if you're willing to indulge, Barks root beer, friends. And we're not, mm-hmm. and I'm not sponsored by them. I would happily, yeah. I would happily promote their product for free. So let's say you unexpectedly got an afternoon off. Like, Amy was being watched. You were completely alone. You could do whatever you want for, like, you know, like five to six hours. What would you do? Probably either sleep or try and play guitar. Nice. Yeah, that's another thing. We got to talk about that one day. Uh, did you listen to the last episode? No, I haven't. Ah, bastard. <laughs> How do I expect other people to listen to this if my own friends don't listen to it? Fuck. <laughs> Uh, no, but me and Morgan did a music episode, y'all. I highly recommend it. It's really good. But yeah, we need to talk music one day, man. Cause you got that sounds good. Cause I, I I think I know music, and then I talk to you about music, and I'm like, oh, I don't know, I don't know shit about music. Fuck. <laughs> All right, what do you love the most and hate the most about your town? It's actually it's actually kind of cool to see the whole town get behind LSU for literally everything. Yeah, I I agree. But the thing I hate the most... There's so much to pick from. (laughs) Either the big things for me are either the traffic or the fact that the only thing to do here is go to a bar. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. You know one thing I hate about Baton Rouge? And I, I, I curse the state more than I curse the city about this. The fact that there's not a direct train line from Baton Rouge to New Orleans. I know it's so ridiculous. Like they could fund. Like obviously, it's the state doesn't want to give funding for that because, I mean, they have other things. I guess I don't. I don't really know, but they would pay for it in like a week. Yeah, dude. I can't tell you. Like, like I, I'm like I've said, I'm from New Orleans, and I went to school in Baton Rouge, and I lived in Baton Rouge for eight years, give or like more or less. And, dude, you don't know how many times it would have just been nice to, like, someone drop me off at the train station. I take a train to New Orleans that takes about probably an hour, maybe an hour and a half. The good thing would be if it was just a light rail like that. Yeah. Like, there's, I mean, you know, I, I guess you could put a couple of stops in. But yeah. if you, I mean, if you just wanted to go straight between New Orleans and Baton Rouge and just do a direct route like that, I mean, you could do it in, like, 45 minutes. Yeah, like... I'll tell you, and I, I don't recommend this ever, like ever, ever. Don't ever do this because I thought I was going to die. But the quickest I've ever gotten from Baton Rouge to New Orleans, and this was driving, like, and it was a late evening. It was probably after 9 o'clock. I got from Baton Rouge to New Orleans on a Sunday night in like 50 minutes. And I don't recommend it because it was scary because I was like hauling ass because there was like no one on the road. So I was driving as fast as I could to get there because i just wanted to get there and i got there in 50 minutes that was my own personal best i'm sure people have gotten there faster but i uh, don't don't recommend that but what I'm, my point is 
that wouldn't have been necessary if, like you said, there was a light rail or something like that, and I could just get there in like an hour and not have to worry about it. And then I could take a nap while I was on my way there. Like, it's it's just utterly nonsense that there's no direct line. Because, like, it's so... Why wouldn't you connect your two biggest cities and a state? Like, Yeah, especially when they're that close together. Exactly. We're not talking about, like, San Fran. Like, even, yeah, San Fran and... And Los Angeles are farther apart, but I, I would almost guarantee there's a there's some kind of direct like transportation. Yeah, yeah, there is. <laughs> exactly. It just doesn't. It's 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 just it's just dumb. And maybe one day, who knows? Have you ever used a pickup line, or has one ever been used on you? No, but when I was in Israel, um, and I forgot <laughs> it now, but uh, our tour guide taught me. Um, he taught me how to say, did it hurt when you fell from heaven? Oh, God. In Hebrew. But, <laughs> <Could> you, <laughs> but, you, I, but I forgot. <laughs> you obviously didn't listen to the last episode because <laughs> when I asked Morgan that question, she said a guy used that on her. And she was like, oh, that never works. That's never worked and never will work. <laughs> well yeah that's a terrible one you know I'll, I'll tell this story I don't think I've ever told you this story who was I with I was with a friend I don't even remember who I was with and I was at Mellow Mushroom right you remember uh, Mellow, uh-huh. Mellow Mushroom on Burbank and uh, uh-huh. it was a Wednesday night it was karaoke night which is a big deal at that place I was sit- standing at the stage Standing by the stage, I was with friends. I was probably you remember my friend Billy. Do you remember Billy and Ronnie? Yeah, yeah. I was probably with them because they used to live right by there. But so I was there, and I'm not shitting you. This is exactly what happened. I I would never make this up. So I was at the stage. There was this cute girl. I still remember her name. I'll just say gorgeous girl on stage, like singing. And dude, this random guy next to me, he started talking to me like, "Hey man, like check her out." I'm like, "Yeah, dude, she's really gorgeous and all this stuff." Blah 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 blah, and. He was like, wink at her. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Mind you, this was like a packed house. Like, it was loud and stuff like that. People everywhere. And he's just like, yeah, you should wink at her. I was like, all right, sure. I've had a few drinks. Why not, right? So I, I, I somehow I caught her attention. And we made eye contact. And I, like, winked at her. And I, like, did the little wink, like, nod thing like that. And she noticed me. And by God, dude, it worked. Like, totally worked. She came down, found me afterwards, started talking, fooled around a little bit, got her number, tried to call her back, we tried to meet up a few times, never worked, guess she moved on, it's whatever. But yeah, dude, that, that fucking worked, dude, it was the first time, I have, like, one of the few rare moments in my life where I felt like a pimp, like, I was just like, fuck yeah, John, way to go. Yeah, dude, and I was like, I can't, I, first, and then that dude, that random guy, didn't see him the rest of the night. I, I was like, how did that happen? It's one of those things you like, the next few days afterwards, you're like, how the fuck did that happen? Like, how did that work? But I guess when you got it, you got it. I don't know. Every dog has their day, they say, right? All right, last question. Dream vacation. Oh, I think we talked about this earlier, but... Deutschland, huh? Yeah. I mean, I could just move there. That'd be fine. It'd be like a vacation every day. Yeah, man. I mean, brats, beer, football... What's somewhere? What's there more to like? And Lederhosen. Oh, ooh, no homo, but I think you could pull off Lederhosen. Yeah, I think 
think so too. I mean, I'd want to go to the south anyway. So I mean, it's pretty much mandatory oh. down there. And then you could like vacation in like Switzerland and shit. Oh, that'd be mm-hmm. that'd be nice. And uh, yeah, just don't forget dry glazer. Dry is it dry glazer? Or I can't, I can't speak German. It is. It's dry. Dry glazer. Like, don't give yourself away. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a Tarantino reference for all you people listening, all like twelve of y'all. But uh, yeah, man, this was a lot of fun. We got it in pretty much under an hour and a half. That we'll have to edit down and release on Wednesday. Um, but thank you for doing this. I know you're busy, and I know you have a baby, and you have other things going on in your life. But thanks for thanks for doing this, man. I really do appreciate it. For sure. I love you, and if I believed in the concept of a soul. I'd like to believe that you're on my short list of soulmates. <laughs> uh, y'all don't understand. Like one quick story. So the day I graduated, and I, I can't like I I'll never get tired of that. This is one of the great one of the great days of my life. Me and Ben here had like an entire bro day that day. Like I think we hung out the entire day. Yeah, pretty much. And I'm telling you, we had lunch together after graduation. Like my entire family was there. And you were sitting right next to me, and we were eating together. And I'm, if my family didn't know any better, like if they didn't know I was straight, they would think we were gay together. Like we were just so into each other, and just like snickering at each other, and like laughing at each other, and be like, "Here, try this." And like we were sharing food and shit like that. It was so romantic, dude. It was awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it, uh, it it probably didn't help that we basically did the uh, lady in the tramp thing with a crab leg yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right man i love you i'll talk to you later all right, all right bye <laughs>